With the second pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Carson Wentz. West Philadelphia, West Philadelphia, West Philadelphia, born and raised. West Philadelphia. In front to Rui Stars! And welcome everybody to episode 7 of the Wiz Wit Podcast. The podcast bringing you all the news from the best sports city in the world, Philadelphia. I'm your host, Anthony DeStefano. And we have a very Eagles-centric show because the draft happened. There was happy moments. There were sad moments. There were what the moments. We're going to cover all of that. We're going to get into what we think the Eagles draft was rated the players that we got, how they make an immediate impact. Do they make an immediate impact? There's a lot of stuff to cover. I want to thank everyone for the support. Um, before we get into everything, you can follow us at WizWitPod on all social media platforms. And a big announcement is starting this week, WizWit will be out every single Sunday. So I know I was doing Wednesdays, but we're going to do every Sunday going forward with sports about to start. It looks like we will be going live Sunday nights as soon as sports starts. Until then, it will be pre-recorded, but pretty soon we'll be live on Sunday nights. Now let's get in to the NFL draft. Um, night one. All right, let's start. Let's start with night one. Night one was really, really weird as we saw a receiver that I think. All of Philadelphia won it, fall down the board, and that's C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb wasn't the first receiver picked, like suggested. Ruggs was. Then Jerry Judy goes to Denver. And at 15 with Judy going to Denver, you are now in striking range, right, to get the player that everyone wants you to get, and that's C.D. Lamb. Great size, can catch the ball, was ranked number one out of the receiver class, in what's said to be the best receiver class of all time. And Dallas gets him at 17. My problem with this will be addressed in a little bit later when we get into the second round pick because Atlanta wanted our first and our second to move up to get him. People knew the Eagles' needs going into this. So at 21, we sit back with Justin Jefferson on the board. Now, Justin Jefferson is a guy I really liked, but... Our problem wasn't people catching the ball in the middle of the field, which Jefferson does. Our problem was we had nobody to stretch the field. When Carson had Deshaun last year, that one game, look at the impact stretching the field made. Wentz loves to throw deep. The Eagles were the slowest receiving core in the league. We knew that they needed a speedster on the outside who could go up and get the ball. And that's what we got. At 21, as we shocked the NFL draft and took Jalen Reger. Now, Jalen Reger is a guy from TCU who did not benefit from his quarterback play. If you look at Reger's numbers last year when he had a true freshman throwing the ball to the year before, 
It is a big change. A lot of it was horrible quarterback play, and that's why Rager struggled. But everybody, every scout had Rager really high going in the first round. Some people think we reached and we could have got him. I don't believe that for one second. I think Jalen Rager would have went probably 26th or 27th. At that point, what are you getting for trading down? Is anyone even trying to trade with you? So we got Jalen Rager. I liked him. He was on my board. Um, it Actually, I had Jefferson going to us. I wanted Ruggs. I wanted Jefferson. When CeeDee Lamb's in striking range and you don't try to make a move, that's, that's upsetting. But I liked the pick overall. I went to bed happy with the pick. I know a lot of people weren't, but Jalen Rager is a great Athlete, let's look at the scouting report. All these scouting reports came from Bleacher Report, so I want to give credit where credit is due. His strengths is a big play speed receiver with excellent bursts off the line and out of breaks. Now, this guy ran an unofficial 4.2. I know his uh his his official 40 was like 4.4. I don't pay attention to that. Look at the game speed of this guy. Look at this guy on tape. He blows by everybody. Um, he has the NFL bloodlines. His father played in the league. For the Eagles, of course. Um, he played an offense that didn't use him in creative ways, which stagnated his production, which is true. Again, freshman quarterback. They didn't get him the ball. That's why, you know, I think I think if he had the same quarterback as he did uh, prior years, maybe he's one of the top three receivers taken. I don't know. He's a deep threat with game-changing speed on vertical routes, which is exactly what I just said we needed. We need someone to stretch the field. All-around athlete with speed, agility, and leaping skills. He's not afraid to go up and get the 50-50 ball, which was our biggest, biggest problem until Greg Ward came off the practice squad. Is Nobody wanted the ball. Go up and get the ball, right? And he's not. Uh, he's shifty and shake, shaky with the ball in his hands. He has great um, juke moves, and he, he's very exciting with the ball. Um, in that sense, we can compare him to Aguilar, which I don't like doing. But I will say when Aguilar got the ball in his hands, he made some you know creative, good plays. And that's one thing that I will give credit for Aguilar. When he did catch the ball, he was great after the catch. And I think Rager has that. Now, people are saying Rager is compared to Nelson Aguilar. Nothing I saw online said that. So overall, Rager um, is a fan favorite. But there are concerns with drops, focus, and limited routes. Again, these drop numbers are a little inflated. Watch some tape on him. Um, I did. His quarterback did not put the ball where he could catch it. It hit his hands. Obviously, that's a drop. So a lot of quarterback-generated drops there. Um, however, his potential is a speedy threat with the ball in his hands. Working as a vertical option are intriguing. He could dominate in a scheme that lets him work down the field and highlights his speed and agility. Comparison. Stefan Diggs. I like Stefan Diggs. I like the way he plays, and that's exactly what the Eagles need. As someone, you get the ball in their hands in creative ways, and they make stuff happen. I am very happy with the Jalen Rager pick. I'm going to give the first round a B plus. The only way you're getting an A from me is if you got C.D. Lamb. Um, again, Justin Jefferson. Let's get into Justin Jefferson because I would have gave him a B plus if they got Justin Jefferson too because they're not addressing the down field speed that they need again we like to play that too tight end set and when you play that too tight end set there's a lot of big bodies in the middle of the field between safeties linebackers and these two tight ends you got to get someone to take a safety with him by getting jefferson who was a slot receiver 
it puts another big body around. So I, I get why they didn't get Jefferson. I was higher on Jefferson than I was on Reger, but I liked Reger's speed, and I like what Reger brings to the table. And every interview I've seen with this kid, I like the kid more and more. And that's why I think Jalen Reger is going to sh uh, shock and surprise some people this year because I think he has that swag about him. He has that confidence, and he's a player with a chip on his shoulder. So welcome to Philadelphia, Jalen Reger. Now, the next round is where I think things started to fall apart um, in the Eagles fan base. We went to bed night one. Some people happy, some people upset. Overall, I think we we appreciated the pick. We got Carson a weapon. But then round two happens and Mims is on the board. And, I, you know, last week I said, Mims, we're not going to take you round one. You can't be scared. You can't be afraid. But when I saw Mims on the board for the Eagles, 6'3 receiver, I'm going Bring them. Yeah, we'll deal with him. We'll deal with him. But this is where they shocked the NFL. They shocked the Philly fan base. And they probably shocked Carson Wentz. And they take Jalen Hurts. They took Carson Wentz backup quarterback something replacement. If you think replacement, I think you're off your rocker. Um, let's be real here. I'm wearing a Carson Wentz jersey. I'm a Carson Wentz diehard fan. This night, I hated the pick. Right? I hated the pick. Night two, because we had so many other needs. Now, watching this draft fill out and watching what Howie did, right? And I'm not giving Howie the best credit, but I'm giving him credit because I was ready to, to, to throw hands with him, right? I was ready to drive to wherever he was and say, what are you doing? He kind of made up for it. He got the receiver speed in the later rounds. He gets Jalen Hurts. Now, let's talk about it. And I feel bad for Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts seems like a really good kid. He's a really good player. Second in Heisman voting, right? Really strong skill set. We didn't need a quarterback, though, right? Or did we? Now, as a Carson Wentz apologist myself, three seasons in a row, Wentz has suffered injuries. Last year in a playoff game, which was not his fault due to a dirty hit, got a concussion. And then we had McCown come in and try to win the game. Any other quarterbacks in, I think we win that game. I think we beat Seattle, right? This is where you need Jalen Hurts, right? This is where you need someone with the same skill set, if not quicker um, and 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 more mobile um, than, than Carson Wentz, right? But can throw the ball, can escape the pocket, can add those things that Carson Wentz does, can stay in the pocket, can make tough throws... Jalen Hurts can do all of that. We know we need we need a quarterback who can move, and we saw how bad we needed it when Wentz went down in the Seattle game. So I I think there is concern over Wentz being injured, but I do think the Eagles view Wentz as their 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 quarterback. Right, Wentz is their number one. He's QB one, but you need to deal with sometimes he might get injured with the way he plays, or if there's a dirty shot and. The Eagles had to shore themselves. Do you feel confident with Nate Sudfield coming in? Because I sure as hell don't. Okay? So the more I thought about the Jalen Hurts pick, the more I understood it. At first, I hated it. I flipped out. I was ready. I shut the TV off. I didn't even see the third pick, um, the third round pick. I shut the TV off. I was that done with the Philadelphia Eagles. But when I slept on it and then I watched the rest of the draft, I'm not as mad as I thought. I, I, I would be because they shored up the receiver position. They got other um they got other needs as safety at, at linemen. So they really did a good job drafting. But you know, in, in that moment, I think the whole Philadelphia fan base was ready to jump off 
of the Walt Whitman Bridge. Um, let's go into Jalen Hurts' scouting reports. Strengths, high-character leader who got at Alabama, Oklahoma, Oklahoma to college football playoff berths. Again, two amazing schools. Uh, Dual-threat quarterback who rushed for nearly 1,300 yards and 20 touchdowns at Oklahoma while throwing for almost 4,000 yards and 32 touchdowns. Carves up defense on intermediate and short passes, which is exactly what the Eagles like to do. Um, efficient passer who doesn't turn the ball over. You need a backup for Wentz, right? Wentz doesn't turn the ball over. This is good. Jalen Hurts can come in, and we know that he can manage the game as Wentz does. Powerful runner who has speed, visions, and balance in open field. Tough, durable, team-first player who handled benching at Alabama with class. He got benched for a Tua. And a very good thrower on the move can create on all off-platform throws where I think Carson Wentz is the best in the league at that. Again, you get a quarterback that can roll out a little bit more, bit more mobile. We can come up with fun stuff. People that are saying we can use him in a Taysom Hill role, I agree. But here's the thing. Hill wasn't drafted, and I think that's what made us mad. Is like you look at Hill, he was a guy that wasn't drafted. So when you bring him on the field, cool. Jalen Hurts, we wasted a second-round pick on. And I don't want to say wasted because the quarterback position is important, as Philadelphia saw. We had a backup win the Super Bowl. We had Nick Foles again come in for the playoff run. And then last year, McCown pretty much cost us a game, although he played through injury and he played with heart. And I, I respect that. If we had someone a little bit more younger, mobile, we could have we did big things, I think. So Jalen Hurts addressed a big need. And I think this is the Eagles' way of saying, hey, Wentz, we, we trust in you. But if you can't stay healthy, we have to have an option. And I think Carson probably understands that. I mean, nobody wants to go down three years in a row with an injury. So let's go in overall. Hurts won't be a fit for everyone. Uh, but as the NFL moves from 6'5 pocket passers to more athletic, creative quarterbacks, he's an intriguing option. Hurts isn't a conventional day one starter at the position, but he has the tools to be effective early. So here we go. This is why they're saying they're quarterback developers. They're saying Hurts isn't going to be a day one starter. But what you could do is you could have him learn under Peterson and under Wentz, who's a very smart quarterback. Now, if Wentz doesn't get hurt in three or four years when that contract's about to be up for Hurts, then you move him, right? You move Hurts for, for something. But it's that insurance policy. And I hate it to admit it, but the Eagles did need an insurance policy. Even as a Carson Wentz, fanboy. He's my favorite player in the NFL. I love him. I love him as a leader. I think he's an elite quarterback. You need an insurance policy because the, the proof is in the pudding that sometimes Carson Wentz gets hurt in big moments and we can't have McCown coming in. We need Jalen Hurts. Um, they compare him to Dak Prescott and I like Dak's game and that's going to be um, a controversial comment. I think Dak Prescott's a great quarterback, and I think the Cowboys are stupid for, for playing games and not paying them yet. But I think Dak Prescott, having him as a backup quarterback, having someone with that skill set as a backup quarterback really complements Wentz well. And I think that's going to be a, a, a game changer in Philadelphia, and I think that's why I'm okay with this pick, right? Um, seeing who we got in the fourth round, who's, who's someone I had in the late second, third, um, which we'll get into, I, I, I can live with this pick now. But let's, let's hear what some, some listeners have to say about the, the draft, and we'll be back after a short break. All right, so you want to know how I feel about the draft picks. This is Stephen Geary. The first round, 
was uh, surprising but good. This kid, Jalen Rager, ran a 4-3 at Pro Day before he at the Combine two weeks earlier. So, you know, he's Deshaun-like, and his average yards after the catch is 15.2. So he's a solid DJX, you know, placement. Uh, Jalen Hurts, it was surprising, but not to me because we need a quarterback to back up Carson Wentz. He was a Heisman candidate. He had 32 touchdowns to eight interceptions and is a highly mobile QB. He had almost 4,000 yards passing last season, and he would serve as great draft capital because next year we're going to be pretty low on cap. Uh, Davian Taylor, linebacker, he also ran a 4-3, so we got Deshaun Jackson out there tackling people. Uh, 129 total tackles, 18 for a loss. Solid linebacker pickup, but we'll see how the rest of the draft goes. Imagine walking into your first therapy appointment. Instead of some old white dude or lady, there's a 6'2 black dude with a high top fro and flamingo socks. Tune in to the Unorthodox Therapist, where my boy Dante, a licensed pro counselor based out of Philly, drops you buckets of knowledge on mental health and therapy. Available on all platforms now the third pick which i um i shut the tv off for because again i i did not handle second round very well and and you know it's kind of foolish you look back and you're like okay maybe i overreacted a little bit i was i was hot i was <laughs> i was not happy but you know what that's why there are seven rounds to the nfl draft um third round we take debion taylor from Colorado, he's a linebacker hybrid, which I love. Again, the Eagles want someone quick on defense. His strengths is chase and explode style play that is best when he's working outside of the box and can use natural athleticism and speed to track ball carriers. Um, rocked up athlete who can run with anyone to the boundary. Athleticism is well above average for our linebackers, and that's where the hybrid comes in. Um, Big-time tackler who doesn't miss in the open field. Now, if that the, God... The Eagles couldn't tackle me some games last year. This is what stands out to me. I like this kid. I didn't have him going in the third round to us. I thought um, we would probably look at Kavon Wallace, who we ended up getting by the grace of God because I really like Kavon Wallace. But Taylor is exactly what the Eagles are looking for, and Jim Swartz can help him, and it'll be a creative way to use your linebacker because you can use them as a safety. And we know they love hybrid players. They have Jalen Mills playing a hybrid safety corner. They have Willie Parks doing the same, playing a hybrid position. The hybrid position is big in a Jim Swartz defense, and I think that's where this pick is going to pay off. I don't know much about the kid. I didn't watch him a lot. But people tend to think he is going to be a two- to three-year project. But again, not a big deal. We have we have safeties right now. That's why you keep a guy like McLeod so he can really bring up these younger safeties and school them. Um, and, and and that's a good pick. That's a good pick. And this is where the draft started turning around in my eyes. So the next pick is the first pick I can say I absolutely loved in the draft. And that was round four. And, and this is where I think the Eagles might have won the day because I believe that they got so much talent on day three of the draft, that it took my 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 um, draft grade from probably about a C minus to where it's going to be, right? So Kavon Wallace, a do it all defender on Clemson defense who played safety, linebacker, big nickel, 
and was a terrifying blitzer off the edge. Again, another hybrid player. The Eagles want to be fast, but they want to tackle. He can play from the slot and show promise in press coverage. Strong, aggressive tackler who will rock ball carries. This guy crushes people. Reminds me of Dawkins, right? And Brian Dawkins is a legend in Philadelphia. And what school did he come from? Clemson, exactly where Wallace was. It worked out before. Can it work out again? I hope so. Um, they have Wallace as a good nickel defender and has some value as a blitzer. Um, he, he, But he's truly stuck without a position. It will take a great creative defensive coordinator to get him on the field regularly. With the hybrid roles, he fits Jim Swartz's scheme perfectly. I'm very happy about this. I feel like they need to groom the safety position. I do think Jalen Mills will be back because I think Jalen Mills in this safety hybrid position is going to shine. I think he's going to become our defensive leader. But with McLeod agent, we have to get him going somewhere. Will Parks, again, we only got him for a one-year deal. We got to see how it plays out, but I'm glad that they're investing in their future. And I think Wallace can be the safety of their future if used correctly. Now, let's get into some more thoughts on the draft from some listeners, and we'll be right back. Hi, my name is Raja. What up? And here are my thoughts on the Eagles draft. Besides the second round pick, which I'll get to in a sec, I actually think so far the Eagles have done a really good job of addressing needs. Explosive wide receiver, explosive linebacker, explosive safety. The Eagles need a lot of speed in a lot of different places. Three out of four picks so far, I'm actually very happy with. Now, picking Jalen Hurts in the second round, whether they want to admit it or not, undercuts Carson Wentz and is going to start the narrative that the organization doesn't think he can stay healthy long term and it's going to put a lot of pressure on him. We've already seen what having full sit behind Wentz for the season after we won the Super Bowl did to him. It did not help his confidence at all. Howie, I have no idea what you are doing. The problem is now the depth chart reads Wentz Hurts. Don't like it. All right, Ant. Bye. Hey, Ant. It's your favorite cousin here. First off, love the show. Listening every week. I'm telling every single Philadelphia sports fan friend that I have about the show, trying to get you as many followers as possible. Can't wait to come up to Cape May for the next few years, be able to watch Philadelphia sports with you and really get back into it and learn a lot more. As far as the draft goes, it's hard for me to follow because I don't watch college football. I don't know these prospects. I don't know these guys. I don't think it's bad that we got our backup quarterback for Wentz, even though he's our guy, because he is injury prone. God forbid something happens, we need somebody to rely on. We definitely need the receivers, and I'm happy to see that we are getting some guys that are going to get open and give him a tar- give Wentz a target, because the sooner he can get the ball out of his hands, or the, the faster these guys get open, the less hits he's going to take, the less time he has to spend out of the pocket. So, that's my two cents. Again, love the show, best of luck to you, and I'll see you soon. Passionate and professional detailing? is what describes Shure Style Detailing. They service everything from your daily driver classics, luxury, and exotic vehicles. They provide first-class, personalized detailing services, maintenance, and total surface protection. Shure Style Detailing has the solution needed to protect your vehicles, motorcycles, and boats for a lifetime. Every vehicle is treated the same with the utmost care and attention to detail as if it were their own. Invest in quality detail where passion and pride are applied into every step from start to finish. Tell them that WizWit sent you and save 20% off your detail. And welcome back 
to the Wizwit Podcast. Now, we are on our fifth player selected, which again is a hybrid. He can play guard. He can play tackle. He is Jake Driscoll from Auburn. Um, over 45 starts, a natural athlete who is comfortable working laterally up the second level. Um, quick setter who can use his unorthodox stance. They say his unorthodox to stop power rushers um, when they load up. So, again, we were very old at that position with Peters getting hurt. Um, you, you know, Brooks getting hurt, Johnson getting hurt constantly on the offensive line. We were getting a new, getting to know newer players and more players, and we needed to beef up there and get younger and get faster. I think this is what uh, he he uh, gives us. Driscoll is a highly athletic and experienced tackle who has done nothing but succeed at both stops in his college career. His frame looks to be about maxed out in regard to comfortable weight, and he'll have to find a way to turn some of his current size into more raw power. This is what they do in the NFL. Um, I think this guy is going to make an impact as a backup right away, and I think eventually he will be a starter. Um, I don't know why they didn't look at center with Jason Kelsey planning to retire shortly, but again, guard tackle is a position we always need. This guy's a hybrid. He can play both. He has played both. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be happy with this pick as it's something that we definitely need it in the Philadelphia Eagles organization is we love linemen. We have one of the best lines in football. How do you shore that up? You make sure you get good backups to fill in when those players get injured or go down um, for, for a long period of time with injury. Now, this next pick was probably one of my favorite picks we made, and it was uh, John Hightower, and not just because his grandma said, we're going to fucking Philly. All right, you're welcome. You fit right in. Well, can we can we get his grandma to every game? That was awesome. Um, big time speed from two year start at Boise State after he transferred from a from a community college in Mississippi. Guy has a chip on his shoulder. Went to Boise. Was an amazing receiver. Quick, super fast, vertical threat who was successful downfield despite average quarterback play. Great burst off the line of scrimmage and quickness and body control to adjust his routes to win. Excellent weapon on screens, sweeps, and pop passes. Um, great after the catch. Put Hightower on an offense that values speed over technique at the receiver position and will have a chance to be very good. He's a deep threat with underneath moves who could become a wide receiver three or better depending on the offensive system. His best football is ahead of him. This guy, I watched some tape on this guy. I love this guy. I think he's going to be an immediate impact player. Um, You're going to see him probably used on special teams, but I can see him being number five on this death chart and getting some burn in the Eagles games, and I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Again, someone who really worked from a community college to Boise State to the NFL. Um, He's young, he's quick, and he's what we need. Again, another playmaker, and I'm going to get into why I think the Eagles are getting all these fast receivers it's going to look like a track meet out there and i think that's the way the nfl is evolving but i'm going to get into why i think that's happening a little bit later in the show but john hightower was definitely one of my favorite players that we picked um the next pick we get a linebacker sean bradley seven foot center for the no no not for the 76ers this sean bradley hopefully works out a little bit better than the last sean bradley um, Three-year starter who wore a single-digit number jersey at Temple for the last two seasons, an honor given to the nine toughest players on the team. Um, Temple, local kid, has a lot of grit. Above-average straight-line speed, um, unorthodox move to change pad level and strike point as he approaches blockers. Doesn't stack guys out, but he has a nifty ability to avoid blocks. Um, and as an inside linebacker, that's what we need. I mean, look at the running backs in our division. 
Jesus, it's probably one of the best running back divisions in the league. He is going to be needed and be relied on to, to, to tackle. And, and that toughness is going to come in handy. And I feel like why I don't know a lot about Sean Bradley at Temple, I'm not a Temple fan. If you know about Sean Bradley and you're a Temple fan, please uh, send some comments. I'll read them on the next show. I, I think, again, another good pick addresses a need inside linebacker. They said he can move outside. Again, the hybrid defense, the hybrid offense. The, the Eagles are, are going to be um, embracing the new style of the NFL. And we're going to get some more thoughts from some listeners, and we'll be back after a short break. Raj, you're calling back into the Witswit pod. What up? And so day three is in the books for the Eagles, and I must say we did a hell of a job in getting speed, speed, speed. We also turned, I think, number 146 into six picks plus Marquise Goodwin. How he redeemed himself today, I think we all have to give him a round of applause for the work he has done. Speed wide receivers, speed linebackers, a great safety in Wallace who's going to replace potentially uh, Malcolm Jenkins and maybe be the next Brian Dawkins. I'm excited. I think the Eagles have a lot to look forward to. Now we just need to maybe get one running back and I would say another cornerback for the future. All right, out. And welcome back to the WizWit Podcast. Now, there's been a theme going on. Hybrid, speed, fast, quickness. And this next pick the Eagles make is no different. Quez Watkins was probably one of the fastest players in the nation last year. Um, let's look at his strength. Legit NFL speed with a 4.3 official 40-yard uh, dash. Good overall athlete who can run past defenders, has short area chic. Zone beater who can sprint through open areas and free himself from cov- coverage athleticism shows up when he's asked to get vertical um, and get the ball or track it over his shoulder. Potential to make an impact in a return man could see as a jet sweep option as every receiver we've gotten can see as a jet sweep option. Good at pop passes can go downfield. And again, after this, I'm going to get into why, because the Eagles didn't stop there with getting really fast receivers. Uh, but Watkins is going to be someone who's going to challenge Hightower. They actually had Watkins and Hightower rated the same. They went Hightower, and then by Howie trading all those picks, they were able to get Watkins. They're going to have some real young, hungry competition at this position, and I cannot wait to see. Now, we then we go to um, another offensive tackle with Prince Tega Wanuga. Um, this dude, his story is crazy. Go to the WizWit on Twitter. I retweeted his story. Um, they're saying this this guy is amazing. Um, his story is great, but they're saying that they have like big things in store for him. 32 career starts, um, natural athleticism, particularly in the open field, can get to the second level. Um, he was a former soccer and basketball player, so he has great footwork. Um Hand usage is top tier. He's a bit scheme specific, but again, that's going to come down to the Eagles using him properly and using him in the correct way, and I think they will. Um, Again, quick lineman for a quick team. I think it's all going to work out. Then we're going to get to the last pick, um, Casey Tuhill, linebacker from Stanford. I don't know much about him. Um, Played out of a two-point and three-point stance. Hustle and effort are evident on every play. He played multiple roles at Stanford, but his role in NFL won't be nearly as flexible. Um, probably looks more like a uh, 
like a versatile kind of plug and play every once in a while, probably a special teams guy. But hey, you can get on the team and, and you can you can make some noise at practice. He might he might earn a linebacking spot. We need linebackers, so we'll see how that plays out again. I don't know much about this guy, um, so I'm not going to sit here and give you all the grades on him. I, I know a lot of these players that we picked. I'm not not familiar with him, but a linebacker could be an edge rusher, could be versatile. So we'll see how they they use him. I see him as a special teams player, but hey, with the the last round and, and picking a player with value, I think I think the Eagles did a really really good job. Hi, it's Matt Mauger. Let's start with the first round. Nobody wanted to trade down, especially with the Eagles. So getting C.D. Lamb and jumping in front of the Cowboys was almost never going to happen. After the first round, I give the Eagles a B draft grade with drafting Jalen Rager, who could turn it into an A to A-plus draft grade. After the second and third round, I give them a D grade with drafting you-know-who and that random linebacker. My final draft grade for them, though, is a C-plus overall. I wanted a stud linebacker like Queen or Murray, who we could have had, Howie, then get wide receivers. But you didn't want to do that. The fourth round came around, and a lot of things changed. We got Kayvon Wallace, the safety from Clemson, and Jack Driscoll, the offensive lineman, who I think is going to help the Eagles tremendously very soon. And then Howie went crazy with doing all these trades, left and right. Trade here, trade there, trade here, trade there. Back and front, back and front. But eventually we got got Goodwin for the 49ers, who two years ago was almost a 1,000-yard receiving guy. Can you do that now with Mr. Wentz? I hope so, and I think we all think he could. So let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen. This draft... Started off awful after Friday night. But at the end of the day on Saturday, it wasn't half bad. So let's just believe in our birds who won the Super Bowl only a couple years ago. And let's see what they can do. Go Eagles. Fly. Eagles. Fly. Are you planning a party, a wedding, or another event where you need entertainment services such as a wedding event planner, day of coordinating, bartending services, DJ entertainment, catering, professional photography, and much more? Well, then I have a place for you. Contact Philly with a twist. Go like their page on Facebook and tell them that WizWit sent you. But the Eagles were not done getting speedy wide receivers as they traded with the 49ers for Marquise Goodwin, who was... One of the fastest players in the league. Um, in 2017, he had a great year, 962 yards, receiving 60 a game with two touchdowns. 18 and 19 were a little injury-plagued. I think actually 19 last season was more of a personal issue. But um, four touchdowns in 18 for 395 yards, 186 last year, one touchdown again. Had a lot of stuff probably going on behind the scenes is what they're saying. 
But they renegotiated his contract for $1.5 million, which I think is a steal, and I think this guy's going to make an immediate impact. And he, Why do I think the Eagles are going so quick is because Doug Peterson is an understudy of Andy Reid, and Andy Reid changed the game. You saw how the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl and overcome crazy point deficits in quick time because they had speed. They could put the ball in the air quickly. They have a quarterback that could do it all, much like the Eagles do, and they had these wide receivers who could break free and get get open with great play calling, which Doug Peterson is a creative genius. So I think these guys are going to spring open and it's going to be a field day. Now, why do I think the Eagles want to do that? Well, let's look at Wentz quarterback um, rating while having a deep threat. He's a different quarterback with a deep threat, 14 games with Torrey Smith and Deshaun Jackson. He had a 12 and two record, right? So he had Torrey Smith, the Super Bowl year, Deshaun last year, 12 and two record, 61% completions percentage, 3,609 yards, 36 touchdowns, and seven interceptions with a QBR of 103.2. That is why you get Carson Wentz weapons, speedsters. He loves to air it out. He loves putting the ball in the hands of playmakers. Look at this team now. Miles Sanders. Boston Scott, Ertz and Goddard, like I said earlier, will clog the middle. And then you have all this speed on the outside. Miles Sanders and Boston Scott, both versatile pass catchers and runners and quick running backs. The whole team is fast. We saw Miles Sanders impact in the passing game. We saw Boston Scott's impact in the passing game, as well as the rushing game. I think it's going to be a fun year to watch. I think this offense is going to average 30 points a game. Because I think they're that quick, and I think Doug Peterson is going to have creative ways to score points. Now, I asked the WizWit Nation what the overall draft rating was. And with 20% of the vote, people said A. With 40% of the vote, people said B. With 35% of the vote, people said C. And with 5% of the vote, people said D. Now, I agree. I gave the overall draft rating a B. Um... I think if they would have taken Mims there, it would have been a B plus. But I understand the Jalen Hurts draft pick. I, I don't like where we picked him. Maybe we could have got him in the third, but you got you, you gotta have a clear, open mind and be realistic. Carson Wentz has not lasted, and I love Carson. Like I said, like Carson's my guy, um, and Carson Wentz is going to be the quarterback that leads the Eagles to a Super Bowl. Believe me when I say that. But you need an insurance policy as last year our season went up in flames and went went down the tube because McCown came in and couldn't get the job done. He didn't have the speed. He couldn't escape um, Seattle's defense. This gives you an insurance policy. So I understand it now. They they did a great job. And and Howie said something very um, interesting, too, is like, you got to count Darius Slay as a draft pick because we traded a draft pick for him. So in that sense, they got the corner. Um, you know, so I didn't. I don't count Slay as a draft pick, but they did give up a draft pick for him, and he kind of came in that package. But um, I think Slay is going to be a great addition. If we're counting Slay, it's an A. If not, and it's a traditional draft that we're counting, I'm giving it a B. Now, with all this receiver talent, um, will Alshon Jeffrey be gone? I put the poll on WizWit Pod on Twitter, and 75% of you think yes. And I tend to agree. I think Alshon Jeffrey is gone. Um, I think 
All these young players are a lot cheaper to keep around. The problem I see is the Eagles don't save money by cutting him. They still have to pay him. They're still a cap hit. So I think that maybe we keep him around, but I do think it could lead to the like him not playing, the demise of Alshon Jeffrey. He's already hurt with that foot injury. Do I think they rush him back? No. Maybe they release him. Maybe they trade him. I don't know what's going to happen with Alshon. I don't see him being in the Eagles uniform next year. The only way I see him being in the Eagles uniform is if the Eagles don't want to eat that money. And if the Eagles don't want to eat that money, I think you see Alshon play um, in some aspect by week seven or eight. But again, I think this is the end of the Alshon Jeffrey era in Philadelphia and why people can hate him for what he did in the locker room by kind of being a snitch and going to uh, Jacina Anderson with reports. I want to thank Alshon Jeffrey because that Super Bowl performance in that 2017 season wouldn't have happened without Alshon Jeffrey. I think he added so much value to the team. It's a shame he got hurt and him and Wentz could never click like him and Foles did. But at the end of the day now, I think Alshon Jeffrey um, is going to probably be moved, traded, or released. And that's what it is. It's a business, and the Eagles want to get quicker. They want to get faster, and they want to get younger. And they did that with the draft. I want to know what you think. Drop a comment below, um, either on Facebook or at WizWitPod on Twitter, or on the YouTube comments if you're listening on Spotify on Anchor, on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for making me part of your rotation. Again, the show will be moving to Sundays and will be live when sports starts. If you want to follow the show at WizWitPod on all social medias. Thank you guys for the support. Much appreciated. Um, T Public, there's a store. Go buy a shirt. And uh, thank you guys so much. We will see you next Sunday with another edition of the WizWit Podcast. Be safe, guys.